Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Go! There's a man open left side. Caught! Touchdown! Yes! 10, 5, touchdown! It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. Touchdown at 10, getting underway. The buses are coming. The buses are coming. That's right. What's going to happen on Sunday? What are you going to do to defend the home turf coming up this week as the Philadelphia Eagles, upwards of 20 buses allegedly coming to town to take over FedEx Field as Washington and Philadelphia get together this week. Now, Eagles fans being in the stands is not foreign territory. The issue, Chris, is is this game being closer to a sellout because there's additional Washington fans coming to the game, or is it that high a number of Eagles fans, thanks to these alleged 20 buses worth, at least, of people that are showing up to root on the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound like there's, like, despite the 20 buses, the, the mental image and the billboards and uh, all of these nonsensical stories, like, hello, what the, the Eagles are going to play here, and they play here every year. And every year there's lots of Eagles fans, especially over the last 25 years, as the commanders football team Redskins have done everything they can to lit their light their fan base, their stadium, and their market ablaze. Okay, I, I mean, like, first of all, I, I don't, I, I don't get the whole. Um, oh, we're you know the the army, we're coming to this the you know, bus, you know C- Carson, Commander Carson, we're coming after. I, like, I mean, I, I they do this every year. Mm-hmm. They do this every year. It just so happens that their former quarterback is playing. For the Burgundy and Gold. And Washington football fans, what's one of their chief complaints about FedEx Field, Pete? Besides terrible pricing, terrible parking, terrible traffic, terrible product, uh, terrible this, terrible that. I think the bigger question is, but, but, what but, do, what do, is there anything that they like about FedEx Well, probably not. But, but one of their chief complaints, right, is that they have to deal with so many fans of the opposing team and we all know the Eagles are 2-0 it is a short drive what is it two hours and 15 minutes from filthy yeah it's not that far I mean whether they come by bus whether they come by car whether they come by train whether they come by plane whether they walk here they're gonna be here Mm -hmm. they're gonna be here guys and Carson Wentz knows that and Ron Rivera knows that Jason Wright knows that and you know that well here's one thing that maybe you guys can do However, and I, what one thing we learned last night, which I wasn't aware of. Remember last year, I told you the official capacity a team source had told me was like sixty-seven thousand one hundred or whatever it was. And now, now apparently, the capacity, according to Matt Paris of the Washington Times, through a team spokesman, is between sixty-two and sixty-three thousand. Yeah, I, I did see that, and I know, I know, a little bit more than probably should be was being made out of that. But think about that. That's at one point, dude. This place was bringing in ninety-one grand. Yeah. Well, when I first started on the beat, 2009, I remember 
the home opener uh, that year, week two, and and even week four against the then St. Louis Rams, a horrible game. Uh, again, 90,000 strong plus. Um, Mike Shanahan's debut, Sunday night football against the Cowboys. That was 90, I want to say 91-7 or somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they just start taking craters of seats. Now, remember, that was also when they started doing that, the blackout rules were still in effect. Right. If you didn't the, sell out, the, then the game wasn't going to be on in your right, market. The Redskins started doing that for the sole purpose of they knew they had no chance of selling out games, almost. And they were paranoid about games not being on TV at home. Even though that theoretically should drive more people to come to the ballpark or to the stadium in this case, it, it, what like they knew it wasn't happening. So anyway, they've reduced the official seating. They've done all these things with the luxury seating and the club seating and the club terrace and, and you know better people can describe it better than I can. Pete, they did that for a couple of reasons. One, because they know they can't consistently sell even 67000 which does include luxury seating and all that stuff. So so they, they took out – remember how many suites we saw empty Monday Night Football last, mm-hmm. last November? Uh, riding a, a, then a two-game winning streak. It would turn out to be a four-game winning streak. Well, they took out some of those suites and converted them into offices because they couldn't sell them. They had no chance. They converted them into offices for their office personnel. One. Two. Smart move, they, by the they way. They took out some of their general seating. I don't know exactly where. I, I I guess it would be mostly on the club level, but but elsewhere throughout the stadium, too. And they converted those into, again, more club seating and or terrace seating so that, A, it reduced the, I guess, capacity, B, on top of that, what have we talked about a million times? The more club seating, the more luxury seating, the more uh, luxury box seating, suite seating, what have you, however it gets done, they don't have to share that money. Yeah. They don't have to share that money. Which is why they're so active uh, on social media channels trying to sell the suites and everything like that. I think we're up to 1,200 comments now, and about 1,120 of them are, <laughs> like, go fly a kite, <laughs> you suck, sell the team. That's Pete's favorite pastime. Um, I love like, it. I just I, I love reading it, I, because, I, and, but I feel for the people that are selling the tickets. They're just yeah. trying to do their job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay? They're trying to yeah. do their job, and social media is an amazing way to deliver message, but the comments that you are subjected to, I mean, they should almost, if I'm the commanders, I almost turn the comment section off in my... It, because all I'm doing is advertising. I don't need to – I mean, I'm basically shooting myself in the foot every time I advertise on social media with mm-hmm. the comments up because for me telling you, hey, the suites are great, and the suites are very nice to sit in for a game. Yeah. They're great to sit in. They cost a lot. But Supposedly the food is not great. But, but... they but they, they are nice to sit in and watch yeah. a game, but you're, you're, you're opening yourself up to amazing cannon fodder by having the comments on. Right. And it almost, you know, deters your advertising uh, for what you're trying to accomplish in that situation. Regardless of how many, but here's the thing, Chris. The beauty of RFK was 55,000, just over 55,000 seats available. Right. Okay. Yes, Jack Kent Cook at that time was taking advantage of the fervor that there was for the team. And, you know, uh, look, there were a lot of people that wanted Washington football tickets back then. We're in a different world now. And I think this is, A, smart by Washington uh, to cut back on the the number of seats that you have. And if the team can start winning again, it at least gets you back mildly in the demand game, Mm -hmm. the supply and demand game. Mm -hmm. Because when there's supply... When there's demand for your supply, then you can justify some of the prices that you're uh, asking Correct. for some of those seats and the parking and all that other stuff. And you, But you're banking on Wentz and Rivera and these guys mm-hmm. delivering that for you this year. But until you get there, until you get there, you got to, to me, here's what I don't understand. If, if I get 60,000 people where some of them are paying, you know, upper deck 30, 35 dollars as opposed to 46 or even higher. 
that's got to do something for me as opposed to those seats just sitting empty with nobody up there and nobody coming to the games. That part of it I've never understood. Um, if, if $46 is the cost per point factor for you to have a section of seats opening opened up in your stadium, that's a problem. That's a problem well, because he, you're here, sure here's why they paying, don't want to do you're that. You're not though. paying ushers. You're not paying safe. You know, the crowd control people. You're not paying them, you know, extraordinary wages out of that $46 for each person that's buying an upper deck ticket. Right, but here's why they don't want to do that. They don't want to do a, hey, like a game day special or a weekend special of, hey, get these tickets for $5 a piece because we know we're not selling no, them. No, I'm not saying because that. Because then the, the ardent fans who paid $75, $100, $125, whatever but for if their seats look, are not going to like that. Just like when Kenny Albert was saying $46. Tickets started $46. You know that's got to be upper deck tickets. Right, right, Okay. Right. We'll reduce those tickets to $30 or $35 for the upper deck. It, well, let me ask you this. If you do that, right, and, and you don't do some super cheap game day special or weekend special or Terry McLaurin special or whatever that we've talked about, if you even put it at $35, is if you're a Commanders fan, is that enough to move the needle? I mean, in some cases it will. Will it move the needle enough for you to eclipse the Eagles fans, the Cowboy fans, maybe the Giants fans, who knows, um, the the it, Packers fans when they come in here me, in October? It gives me a chance to have more it, it does. of my people. It makes it, it more affordable for my people because I, I, I would like them to sample more than just one game. And if I make it affordable for them, even if it's in the upper deck and look, I mean, Cody and I, you know, bought, I mean, I bought secondary t- tickets when, whenever the Rams come, I buy tickets for him because he's a Rams fan. So every time the Rams have come since like 1999, you know, we've, we've gone to the game and usually we sit in the upper deck because that's the cheap, the cheapest tickets that we can afford. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible seat up there to watch a, a football game. So, I mean, that it got me to buy tickets and I don't do it. I, I don't, yeah, but the, you don't buy. T- that's but the you only don't, time. But you don't buy tickets for uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town. You're buying them for your son because it's his favorite team and because you're right. a good dad. Right. But that that would also be a way for other dads and moms to buy sure. tickets for their kids to see their favorite right, NFL but, players. But let in me person. let me ask you this now. Say you do thirty five dollars, forty dollars, thirty dollars, whatever the price point is. Right. Great. They. They almost refuse, if not flat out refuse, to lower the parking and the the regular concession prices for the common civilian one-off fan, right? For whatever reason, they're there. Because that's all money that they don't have to share, number one. Of course. And number two, if you say spend $35 a ticket, just for the two of you, right? $35, $35, most people have to park. That's fifty dollars at least. Sometimes sixty, some so, you know, whatever. Just say fifty, right? Say you don't drink beer. I know you don't drink beer, right? But I mean, most people still eat. Yeah, sure. At, at a football game, even yeah. if they have a I'll tailgate, still go buy a soda. Right, you're still gonna wind buy up paying. Waters, yeah. You're still gonna wind up paying almost two hundred, if not over two hundred, for two people. When you're on a budget, even discounted tickets at thirty-five, thirty, forty dollars a pop. That's still, you know, quite the expenditure, especially if the product I mean, or look, the experience hell, is not pleasing. Look, meet me halfway. If you're charging me forty six for a ticket and forty for parking, okay, that's eighty six dollars. Meet me halfway at just sixty dollars for the whole thing. Okay, if you buy a ticket, you get a parking pass. You know, you think they, they're going to do that? Look, I'm trying to help them. Look, Chris, nobody's going to their games now. They well, had the well, lowest. Well, they well, had well, the they, lowest. They say that's not true because they, they got 58000 and they the 62000 It was the lowest freaking total in the league uh, for opening day. Uh, uh, understood. But they say, well, no, wait a second. We got 58000 And, and there was not 58000 58000 tickets may be sold, but well, there was yeah, not 58000 people in the ballpark. primarily what they care about. Now, not all what they care about because, again, that defeats the purpose of uh, – Hey, th- that that's the money that they do have to share. Forty percent of that revenue they do have to share. The money that they don't have to share again is the, so I they understand. do care about people not showing up beyond just the optics, right? My point being is, 
58, they're going to look at it and say 58,000 out of 62 to 63, because that's what the report said, a poor team spokesman, is low, and certainly it's way off of what it used to be, but it's not as much of an eyesore as last year's, which was 51 and change in a 67 plus. Okay, so they're going to say, hey, we're making progress. Look at the progress we've made. We went from an average of just use 52 last year to 58 plus in 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 year one, you know, or in game one, I should say. And then tomorrow it's I mean, Sunday. It's going to be a sellout it, or it, it's going to be very, very, very close to a sellout. And and it should be 63,000. I mean, you know, so they're going to say, hey, we're making progress. All right. Let's go to line two here. Our man Derek is out there because Derek is going to be there. He is going to be there to defend FedEx Field against the Philly fans. What's up, Derek? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, if you remember me, I called a few weeks ago. This is the ticket that was. Yes. So I'm going to do my part. I just want to touch on something you said real quick. I believe this organization is clueless as to incentives on getting people back into the stadium. Like you said, meet me halfway. I know for a fact there are several people that would be season ticket holders if you just offer them parking, which I know they never will. They never will, and I get that. Well, well, wait, wait let, me, let me let me jump in. They do offer, I don't know exactly what you have to spend. You have to be a Washington Gold member, but you have to buy, like, the club seats, right? Uh, I don't know exactly correct, what package correct. yet. They they will give you free parking then, but only if you only if you give them a, a, a hefty, whatever you describe as hefty, financial commitment, then right. they'll be able to, or then they're willing to give you free parking. Right. I'm talking about the people like me that don't want to sit in the club level. That that's what I'm saying. Right. Or why not if if you buy if you if you commit to three games, we'll give you free parking for those three games. Just something simple as that. But anyway, I, I, I like um, I like I like that mentality. You're you're talking about like if you buy uh, maybe not a full season ticket package in the regular season. Why seats. not just make a package of NFC East teams? Yeah. A three-game package right. of NFC East teams. Well, because because they want to incentivize yeah. they want to incentivize you to buy the tickets that nobody else wants. Just, I.e. Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, people want the Packers tickets. Maybe Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have a national profile, right? I, I mean, I, let, but but you, to, games, but okay. to your point, if you commit but three like games to saying, me or four but games like Derek to me, is saying then mm-hmm. make the games that you draw against the AFC South. Make a special package that's a little cheaper for the Jaguars and Titans coming into your building. I'm with you. Okay. Let me give you one more example of what I'm talking about. So yesterday I called and said, I have a friend that wants to come with me to the Green Bay game, but I only have the one season ticket. What can you do? So she said, okay, I'll look and see if I'll find a seat together. We'll swap your ticket out so you can sit together. That one Green Bay game, which does not include parking of where we're sitting, is $250. Jeez. Where was she trying to seat you? On the sideline? Good Lord. <laughs> Wait, that's but is that on the secondary market, or, or that's directly through the team? I missed, that's directly, I missed that part. Directly through the team, just well, that, for that yeah. one game. That's got to that's be lower level, like, where, where's your one-season ticket at, Derek? Is it in the lower level? Yeah, I'm in 117. Okay. How much do you pay per game? Do you know? Uh, Approximately. I, I don't know off the top okay. of my head. Um, but you had, yeah, to, but you had to, to buy but ten. You had to buy ten games, right? right? It's not 250. No, it's not 250. <laughs> right. But I'll tell you this: it's cheaper to buy a season ticket than to just arbitrarily go from game to game. Oh, absolutely. Well, that, that, you're singing their music right there. They're like, hey, we're going to give you a discount per game, but you got to buy the 10 games, which does, right. again, in the NFL make sense. If you're a diehard fan, if you really enjoy going to the games, it is 10 Sundays or whatever. And, I mean, we tend to avoid home primetime games around here because traditionally – 
I mean, as much as possible. I mean, I know they just had one last year, but traditionally they are even worse attended than normal. And on top of that, it's an even worse experience uh, than it normally is, right? Uh, but but they they want they want to incentivize you in a different. My, I guess our point is is th- overall they need you more than you need them. And that is that statement has been made clear by this fan base, and yet they've done some nice things, but they haven't probably done enough things where they can truly create a home field advantage, where they can truly create an atmosphere that is 98%, let's just say, Commanders fans, or even 95%. And I don't know if you can block everybody out. As a matter of fact, you can't. Owners have tried to do it, limiting area codes and credit cards and all this nonsense. Stupid, 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 stupid. But here's what you do. Incentivize your fans and don't make it about every last damn dollar that you can, which is the overall point. Derek, appreciate it. Exactly. Good, good luck defending FedEx Field on Sunday. Let's get Thomas in here before the break. Thomas in D.C., you're up next. What's up, Thomas? What's up, guys? What's up, Tom? Rooster, you ain't going to like this, man. You, I know you ain't going to like this one. That's okay. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like that I got to deal with. They're going to win, man. I, I want them win. to win. What part of win. What part of – Thomas, I, I love you all, okay? But what what, what part of not what, – what, hang on a second. Let, 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 me, let me just say, and then I'll, I'll let you have your turn. What part of you guys – thinks that I root actively for this team to lose. Do you understand how much money it costs us in ratings and advertising dollars and personal appearances and and all that nonsense when the team sucks and nobody cares? Do you understand how much money that has cost me and Pete and everyone around here? Of course we want them to win. Man, it's going to be phenomenal, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be a different storyline. But the only part about it is it can't be a cesspool of Eagles fans in our stadium. It cannot be that. Well, how do you prevent that? I don't know, man. Just make sure, you know, none of the fans or his fans fall on Jalen Hurst or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, hopefully I no know, hopefully, hopefully, no railings fall on Jalen Hurts like uh, uh, what happened last trip in. By I mean, the way, by the way. But yeah. I love you guys, though, man. <laughs> Thomas, appreciate you, man. Love Look, you too, man. By the way, by the way. Um, it's taken those people. Those people are now suing that fell, yeah, uh, allegedly hurt and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, it's taken you like a full year to figure out that you're gonna, you're gonna take a get a lawsuit or whatever. I mean, come on. Well, these things take. I mean, they do. No, take a while. I've either hurt my neck or I haven't. I've got a medical bill. Could you please pay it? Get your insurance company on this. And we'll call it a day. Well, because I'm sure they were probably trying to negotiate behind the scenes before filing mm. the actual lawsuit, right? Mm. Hey, Dan, give me five million dollars for the four five people that million? were hurt. For the four people that were hurt. Holy no, we're cow. not going to do that. Okay, well then we're going to file a lawsuit on your ass. Here's the. I mean, look. Here's the medical bill. Give it to your insurance company. It's, well, you know, it, but that, you know, it's not just about that. There's punitive damages. I, there's I pain that. and suffering. There's I this. There's that. that. I've had I mean, to buy Advil for twelve what, months now. What I, what I still can't believe. If you watch that video. How Jalen Hurts did not get trampled in that. Oh. Because he was freaking close. <laughs> was, and he should have gotten squashed it, like a grape. Was very, very close uh, indeed. But I give Hurts a lot of credit. I mean, he was like helping the folks up and everything like yeah. that. Way to go, Jalen. 301-230-0980. What are you doing to defend the Fed? Coming up on Sunday, the buses are coming. The buses are coming. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're halfway home on a Friday. I'll be vanning down I-95 when this is over. By the way, love it. Love it when you all listen to the show and contribute. WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst on Twitter. Just don't yell at me anymore. I've had enough people yelling at me this week. D says there's a Ruckers in Ashland, Virginia, which is, of course, right off 95, which means Pedro's might stop in for a little now, Fuddruckers. Now, the only problem, the full Fuddruckers experience is such that it, not that you can't do it, but it makes it harder to truly enjoy while yeah. driving. Yeah, You might be able to get it to go and not eat at the restaurant and eat in the parking lot and be okay, but the full experience is kind of hard to do while driving. By the way, uh, just as a quick aside, because you made fun of me for dr- drop uh, spilling coffee all over myself the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm such an idiot. I couldn't. I, I had a to-go cup of coffee, filled it, of course, to the brim this morning. Could not find the proper lid, right? I bought lids, can't find it. Uh, I have two different kinds of lids that don't fit. Anyway, get all the way out to my car, balancing the coffee, right? Like, I, I mean, my hand is shaking, Right, be, from ha- having to be stable with it, get. I, I open up my car door. What do I do? I hit the cup of coffee, and it goes all over my nicely clean jeans, and my Dude, you and my and my car some, door. You have damaged some fabric this I, week. I mean, I just. I I was smelling fresh. <laughs> I was clean. I just. You're smelling like axe. Jeans nice and clean, right? And boom, coffee. Now, coffee's not the worst smelling thing, but I I still don't want to smell like old, stale coffee. I I understand that. I mean, if just I would prepare a little bit better. I I mean, it's kind of like the whole presentation thing with the jalapeno dip, you know, that I got roasted for. How do the the commanders... mm -hmm. Make a not better get, presentation. Not get roasted. How do they? How do they not spill coffee all over themselves? How do they make a better jalapeno cheese dip? How do, how do they make a better presentation of their jalapeno cheese dip <laughs> on Sunday against Philadelphia? Well, here's the first thing I wouldn't do. I would not get jalapeno cheese dip at FedEx Field. Okay, if there is such a thing, I would not do that. Now, maybe you can get the nachos with the sliced jalapenos mm-hmm. uh, on it which is apparently something that I have to learn. It's a big uh, I mean it's a big uh, look. I mean I'm I mean I like 
I like the nacho chips and I like right. just basic cheese. But you're I'm not, I'm not uh, into the jalapeno okay. side of it. But some it's a people, big item in my some, house. Some people do. Some the, people the, do. The women in my house enjoy it. Both, All right. both of them. So, so. He, here, here's what they need to do, okay? Uh, and we'll get out to the calls, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 if you want to hop aboard. How you're going to defend FedEx. I, look, the, the, the only way you can defend FedEx Field on Sunday, in my opinion, the tickets are what they are. There's going to be 15,000 probably Eagles fans there. Maybe more, maybe a little bit less. That's probably what the number is going to be, despite the article saying, you know, well, there's 1,800 here and, and 1,000 here and 300 there. There's probably going to be about 1,500. I mean, I'm sorry, 15,000 roughly Eagles fans. Again, maybe it'll be 12,000. Maybe it'll be 18,000. I don't know, but that's what I'm expecting. Pete, the only way you can defend the land. What did you say? Defend the Fed? Defend the Fed. Okay. The only way you can defend the Fed? is by showing up early, being loud and enthusiastic like you were before the season opener against stupid Jacksonville, being consistent with that. And here's a novel concept. What do we talk about all the time when it comes to this team, this team, and this defense? We talked about it a lot yesterday. How about not being down by double digits in the first half? How about not giving up a score on the first drive of the game and and basically being carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey? And And... and And the reason why I say that is because if you can sustain the fans from the start, not where you just wake up and go, oh, wow, we're down down 22-0. It's the the 140 factor. Yes, yes. It's the 140 factor. How do you do that? you finally, oh, we're going to start playing. It's 140 now. Right. Start start fast on both offense and defense. It's not just offense. And by the way, it will help if they light up the scoreboard on offense, right? That'll keep fans juiced and interested, even if the defense is getting shredded. But what we can't have in this game, and again, this will affect the crowd too, is these enormously long stretches that we've had through two games. I know Commanders fans don't want to hear anything. 26 plays, 89 yards, three turnovers, and a sack and an intentional grounding, I think it was, against Jacksonville. 26 plays. That's a lot of plays in a game. Five three and outs and a two and out on a safety and zippy on offense in the first half last week. You got to avoid these huge, long stretches of death on offense. I don't need you to score 34 points, 37 points, 40 points, whatever it is. Score me 24 points and have it basically be kind of consistent almost throughout without long, huge stretches, that's going to go a long way to keeping the fans involved too and to keeping the noise and the passion that we did see and how we did notice it week one, that it was better than it has been. Keep that passion. And maybe there won't be 12,000 Eagles fans. Maybe there will only be 8,000 Eagles fans. I don't know. It would seem to me like more Eagles fans are going to be there because they're really good. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Okay, but maybe but it's eight thousand Eagles fans. Back to whatever the point it is, Ron made. If you play exciting brand of football, yes. people are going to be into it. More people are going to start showing up. Yes, and if somehow, just like Thomas said, if it, and, and you know Thomas has got great enthusiasm for his team, we've seen that passion translated on social media so far this season. Even though the record's one and one, should be two and zero, oh. but the the fact is, more people are enthusiastic about the way the product is being played which is something Ron said, we have to be better. Mm-hmm. We have to have a more exciting product than 17-15. We can't win 17-15 no every no week. No doubt. And I, and I think we've on the talked surface, about the sex appeal, right? Yeah, yeah. On the surface, we've seen that now. 28 and 27 points put up in the first two mm-hmm. weeks. So that, that represents a significant increase, Chris. And that's with those huge Because remember, remember, you said, and I kind of poked at you a little bit, you said that they got to get up to around 24, 25 points a game. And I'm I think like, I even went 26. I'm like, do you realize how big of a yeah. jump that is yeah. over 17 games yeah. to average that many? So far through the first two, they're there. Okay, now now here's the other thing. It's a limited sample size, right? It is. I, I mean, again, 17-game no average That's is different than a two-game average, right? Uh, the Bengals are not going to go 0-17. The Raiders are not going to go 0-17. 
you know, the uh, um, uh, the um, uh, Tennessee Titans are not going to go 0-17. The New York There's, Giants are the, not going to go 17-0, yeah, right? Exactly. Matt Ryan is not going to suck for 17 games. Now, he might not be as good as they think he's he going to be. He might suck for 10 of them, okay, though. Okay, that's fine. But he's – he's and, and you know, again, I, I know I made mention at this pace, Carson Wentz, 20 – yes, I know he's Karma. on pace. 20, 50, 59 look, touchdowns, and, and, all and that i got to be honest with you. I, I'm not I, – I am not a – Jim Irsay hater. Mm-hmm. I actually like Jim Irsay a little bit, but that there's a little karma there. Yeah, sure, sure, a little, little karma. But but I would also say Carson karma. We should never make a referendum positive or negative based on two games. Sure, absolutely. I, I mean that that's foolish. And, and I think Ron and Jack are looking at uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're kind of looking at it as like, listen, of course, there's a lot of the same problems that there were in the first six games of last year. But look at what happened last year as the season went along. After those first six games, we got a lot better. Then the injuries and COVID landed the knockout punch. Well, Mm -hmm. what if we don't have the injuries? What if we don't have the COVID knockout punch? We'll We'll be better as the season goes along. And theoretically, there is some truth to that. The question is, is how bad is it going to be before it gets better? And, and and do you put yourself in a position where so many things have to go right? And already we've seen one critical injury and a bunch of nagging injuries that have hurt the defense already. But one critical one in Federian Mathis, and you can maybe even make an argument that Cameron Curl missing the first two games was critical. I don't know if it's critical, uh, it's, but it certainly is no, 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 that's absolutely critical. You That's think it's critical more than hurt? Critical. Okay. I mean, I, I think me, it's hurt. Me, I don't me, know if it's been critical. And let me also say this. In a league that really doesn't do much trading at its trade deadline like other sports mm-hmm. does, think about this. Around the trade deadline or a little bit before it, they're going to get two incredibly important players back. Yes. Okay. Well, well we th- we hope. Yes. It uh, barring setbacks, you're going to get Brian Robinson and right. Chase Young back on the football field. Sure. So, just as we're talking about Cleveland right now weathering the storm with no Deshaun Watson, if Washington somehow at minimum 3 and 2 after that Bears game because I'm not sure we see either player you know until then obviously. I mean, they all say Brian Robinson's coming back for Tennessee week five. I'll believe Great. it when I see it. Great. If that happens, yeah. if you're 4-2 and two after the Bears game, you're 4-2 and two through those six. Mm-hmm. Take that. You are happy as a pig in slop. You're getting two of your better football players back yeah. at that time, roughly. And you're in a great place, I think, based on watching the NFC right now. You're in a really good place if you're sitting there at four and two after six. And again, I'm not sitting here thinking they can win this game this week on the surface. They can win it. Are they the better roster? No, not as the roster is not as the roster sits this week. Are they the better roster if Chase Young and Brian Robinson are on it right now? They have a much better chance if those two are would, participating yeah. in the game. I would I would absolutely agree with that. The Here, difference he, is much greater with no Robinson and no Young. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have to be patient before counting your uh, was it chickens before they hatch about Young and Robinson coming back because you don't know who else is going to get knocked? I mean, uh, Chase, no, Chase Rulier was knocked out for the season. Absolutely, Fidari I mean, and Mathis look, lost I mean, in week if, one. God forbid if if Leno, Cosme, yeah. Norwell, and the myriad of people that I think are going to play in at right guard. Um, you know, if the if if you lose any more of those guys on the offensive line, it, it's a significant it's a significant deal. Or just anywhere. Uh, uh, yes, but, I mean if you but, lose, I mean think about it. If you lost to Ron Payne for a significant period of time, or Jonathan Allen, as we've talked about, I mean how much of a death blow is that? Uh, it's, it's huge because you don't have any depth there. Yeah, you could lose as crazy as this sounds. You could lose a wide receiver and not have it have the same impact, even if it's. Terry, Samuel, or Dotson, as you please knock on wood. Know, Don't I say know. that. As you would at <laughs> as you would at defensive line, especially on the interior, but also at end and or offensive line. If they can just get to four and two after those first six games, 
and you you think you're getting Robinson and Young back, barring any setbacks, I think they're in great great place in the NFC. Because I'm looking around the NFC right now. I'm looking around the NFC right now, and I don't see I don't see anything that punches me in the face and goes, wow, wow, outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I lo- I mean, look, San Francisco's defense is pretty damn good. That's going to be a hell of a challenge later this year. But think about it. When Brian Robinson gets back, they're, they're, Scott Turner is better equipped to find a little more balance on offense, I think. That's going to help. It's like making a trade without giving up any assets mm-hmm. because you'll have played four or five games likely without him so far. Mm-hmm. So you're getting him back. Chase Young is hopefully going to be just like acquiring an asset without giving up any assets because you've played so much football without him now yep. for almost a year. Yeah. And you're hoping that the young man can come back and be contributing and be successful, play at a level that he expects himself to play at and you expected him to play at, being the number 2 overall pick and having that kind of impact. So it's going to be almost like making two trades without giving up any assets. So if you're sitting there at 4-2 and and those guys are just starting to get impactful for your team – you're in a great place. Yeah, here's the problem real quickly. Historically, using math, statistics, and numbers, and this is by the NFL, at one and one, you know, like what you're saying is, hey, if it's 75 and sunny and you're getting all these guys, you're right. You're right. But they already, again, historically, since 1990, which is a pretty large sample size, down to a 42% chance of making the playoffs sure. at one and one. And, but, a, and, and a that, less than 25% here's, chance of winning here's the division. The, here's the other problem. Here's the other problem. This week, bad matchup. Okay. Yes. Tennessee, despite Ryan Tannehill being basically impotent at quarterback right now, still a bad matchup with Derrick Henry. I mean, they could win that game 20-17 to 17 sure. by playing keep away with Derrick Henry sure. if Washington can't stop the run. Well, if, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm if saying. If they don't I mean, get gashed. Right. If, if you don't score, you have to make Tennessee score to beat you. I would agree. And score in bunches because they can't do it. I would agree. They can't do it right now. And by then, by then, Malik Willis might be their quarterback. I'll go out and live and say that right now. Awesome. You may be playing against Malik Willis when Tennessee uh, ends up on the schedule. Your thoughts, how do they defend the Fed on Sunday? And as Thomas said earlier, how do they pull off this upset against the Eagles this week with the Eagles being the favorite, coming to Washington, bringing all those buses, trying to impose on your turf coming up on Sunday? 301-230-0980. LaRooster tells us what's trending. All right, something we haven't talked about yet this morning, something we'll get to uh, as time allows, because certainly there is some NFL criticism when it comes to Brett Favre and the situation going on in Mississippi. And that is uh, on a different note, but again, being used as a comparable, the Boston Celtics have officially suspended head coach Emi Adoka for the 2022-23 season. We talked about this yesterday uh, during the 11 o'clock hour. If you missed our initial thoughts on it, go back and check out the podcast, Russell and Medhurst at theteam980.com. The Celtics citing violations of team policies uh, in their announcement. Adoka apologized to the players, fans, organization, what have you. Uh, And it's also noted that the suspension while season long is not actually just he's going to be welcomed back. It is still a possibility that Adoka does not retain his job, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Meanwhile, the commander's getting set to hit the practice field to wrap up the practice week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, we've been talking about that. Busloads of Eagles fans coming down uh, the uh Coming down 95, should say, to FedEx Field. We have pregame coverage beginning at 9 a.m. and lasting all day during the game, after the game, everywhere in between right here on the Team 980 on Sunday as the Philadelphia Eagles at 2-0 visit the 1-1 Washington Commanders. And that's what's trending. Coming up, the Brett Favre situation is picking up a little more steam and some prominent folks are starting to speak out about it as well. We'll get into that in the 11 o'clock hour. 
Chris, if this team is going to find victory and defend their house in a big spot on Sunday, two two storylines certainly at play. Clearly, Wentz facing one of his old teams. We know that. But the, the bigger story, Chris, is, you know, and Jack Del Rio sort of talked about it yesterday, didn't want to spend too much time backtracking about last week. I think they understand that there's issues. Um, basically, he's saying, look, we just got to watch the film, correct, and move on uh, to, to the next game. The problem is, are the, are the things on that side, are, are they significant or are they minor in terms of corrections you know, based on what's happened to them through the first two games? Because, quite frankly, they are two plays away from giving up 30 points in both right. games. I mean, they keep saying it's the explosive plays, the explosive plays, the explosive plays. I agree with that. But we can't just dismiss it as, oh, we'll fix everything, we're fine. Because what happens often, Pete, is you fix one thing and then something else leaks Mm -hmm. or something else gashes, right? It's really hard to fix everything, right? Um, You know, like... We all want to take care of our bodies and whatever. Well, you know, go to the gym, you know, but but it's really hard to stop to, to eat well seven days a week, 24 hours, you know, all that. Stuff. My point being is, like, we, we as human beings, football teams, coordinators, can fix one thing, two things, three things, work on multiple things, but you might not be able to plug all the holes. And right now, I do not believe for one second, for one second, that this team's only Achilles heel. Only weakness is explosive plays. Do you? No, because you can run against them for five yards, six yards. Seemingly, seemingly whenever you want, if you have a running game that is the same caliber as Philadelphia's. Correct. And that's a problem. And that's not only. Because that sets up the explosive plays. And that's not the only problem because, again, as we talked about, Kendall Fuller has stunk this year. Uh, William Jackson III has just been. I'm sorry. They they. Why is that though? They, Why? How does a guy? How does? And, and again, Washington was not bidding against themselves. Someone else was going to give Jackson a bag similar. Mm-hmm. May not necessarily been 42 total, but it was going to be close. He was going to mm-hmm. be in that 38 to 42 range. So we're we're him and hauling over a couple of dimes here. He was going to get that type of contract from somebody else, but. And I watched him at Houston. This was a good player. Why has it all of a sudden basically gone to to crap for him? It doesn't matter whether it's man-to-man, whether it's zone, it's holding, it's interference, it's getting toasted. It's it's not the same player. And I know, you know, Jeff calls in all the time and people in Cincinnati were like, oh, yeah, great. They took him off their hands. That's not $42 million that Cincinnati had to give him. But somebody else was going to give him something similar. Why has it all of a sudden gone to hell for him? I mean, it's 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 it's, it's not the same player. I um, I mean, again, He's, he is a he is a player issue, not a scheme issue. Well, so when you say that, I, I would say yes, but I can't ignore the numbers, which is his specialty was man press. That's where he was at his best, and they play 70% roughly zone. So, again, is that, like, I would say most of the fan base thinks that's the problem. Now, I would also tell you this, in man coverage, and I've seen him in man, he ain't been that good last year or this year. That's my point. It's the same even when he plays, when Jack lets him play to his His skill skill set, there's still an issue. Well, so, so... Again, there were some knocks against him in terms of maturity and consistency, what have you, coming out in the draft in his first couple of years in Cincinnati, so on and so forth. And again, he got kind of lost in the sauce playing for, at that point, a miserable Cincinnati team. But here, here's, here's another thing. When you get paid $40-plus million, right, does it change your work habits? Does it change how much you – like want to run through a wall? Does it change how many hours you're putting in on your own instead of going out for awesome dinners and hanging out with whoever you're hanging out with? To me, Chris, we only see, you see it obviously when you're out there in training camp and practices that you can see, but once the regular season starts, we don't see what goes on. Oh, I know. So 
I would have to rely on the trained eye of the coaches that see the practice habits every day, that know exactly what is supposed to be played in terms of technique, which they're not going to share with you uh, more often than not, except when they you know, you know, tried to alienate Jamin Davis last week for some reason. Hey, we're going to pick on him. This week they all kind of played it closer to the vest. So unless, unless the coaches with the trained eye tell you there's an effort issue, I'm never going to accuse a player of lack of effort. But I do believe right now it's lack of execution. I definitely think it's well, that. There, well, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But here, here would be I mean, my you question: give effort. Would, would you they, can would give they effort. Ever, would they? Uh, do you think that on the record, certainly, they would ever say, "No, of yeah, course it's a lack not. of effort." Of course, I not. mean, you would have to really get somebody to uh, say, unless you, you know, I mean, because I, I think Dable and them are doing a good job of not, you know, roasting Galladay publicly. Well, they're, sho- more so they're than they showing they're showing Galladay, but that's how you that do he, it, right? That's how you do it, right. though. If you think there's an issue, don't play the guy. Don't allow him to hurt you on the field. Well, let me ask you this. who If you take him out of the lineup. There's your how, rub I right mean, there. There's your rub. If you take him, we say it all the time. If you take, if you, you, you want somebody to play, just like everybody's talking about, how do you get Deami Brown on the field? Who are you taking out? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you take William Jackson off the field, I guess you put St. Juice outside. Or you could just play Christian Holmes, the rookie, and just hope that he doesn't get bludgeoned. I'm going to play St. Juice on the outside first. Well, then who's going to play slot? Uh, take my chances. How about Kendall Fuller in the slot and Holmes on the other side? All right, we can do that. Okay. Is that going to make me any better than having... Is Danny Johnson still around on the practice squad? He's on I the think practice he is, squad. Right? So, does that, so make me, does that make me any better in terms of executing yeah. what the coaches are asking yeah. them to do I mean, here's my, right here's, now? Here's my problem. William Jackson III is a major problem. But it's not like he's that much major of a problem compared to Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller has not played well either through two games. And he didn't play well in the preseason. No matter what anybody wanted to say and justify, you know, six, eight tight ends and all that, he did not play well in the preseason. See, this is like being a – I mean, look, this is like being a judge, okay? I would like to sit down with the coaches and privately and and get their opinion on what these guys are supposed to be doing that they're not doing that's leading to this ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. And then I would also like to sit down with the players and hear their explanation of why talented people, people that we've seen play well in this league, there is track record for Fuller. There's track record for Jackson. Why right now they're not getting the results that they have shown us the ability to get in the past. And, and I would love to hear what each side says privately about the other if in they that were to- situation. If they were totally candid. Yes. Yeah, which, yes. We're, never, which we're never going to get. Because there, I, I think there is some issue both ways. But, yes, I, I, I mean, something's wrong. It's either the player's not yeah. playing to their ability or the scheme is not being adjusted to utilize their strengths even more. And you've said at times that it might be too complex. Could be. I, look, I, when I can't I, dismiss that. Shout out to my guy, Ross Rudder. I got to look at the all 22 this week, and I see this all the time because, I mean, I, like I said, I spend a lot of time talking to uh, some other coaches at all the different levels. Defensive guys are supposed to be running to the football. I see dudes that look like they're paralyzed at times out there. Just kind of like that momentary, all right, do I go? Do I not? What mm-hmm. do I do? And then all of a sudden it turns into an explosive play. And right now – they're not playing with that aggression, that mm-hmm. controlled aggression that you have to play with right now to be successful defensively. It's never been harder to play defense in the National Football League, that's for sure. But this group has people, and right now for some reason, they're just not getting the results that they want as they try to defend the Fed from the Eagles coming up on Sunday. Your thoughts on who you think wins and how do they do it coming up on Sunday. Plus, we'll take a deeper look at the Brett Favre deal. we got some folks coming out to speak out about that now pretty significantly. And uh, we'll talk about that as well as Russell's final Dumb Dumb of the Week right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.